Good morning, G&G fam. I am Laura Crosby, and I get to serve as the creative director for Green and Growing Education. And I have been doing a lot of thinking and a lot of reading and just a lot of processing um, the last couple of weeks. And there's one thing that's just kind of really surfaced in, in my brain that has been on my mind a lot. And I have to share it with you. And so in my thinking, there has there is one thing that all teachers do, regardless of the grade they teach, regardless of the content area teach, and regardless of the school they teach at. And what is it? It is classroom management. Now, in classroom management, how how that is done and how that is rolled out by the teacher can really determine the success or failure and the longevity of the teacher in that classroom. Um, and also that success or failure of students and shaping them into adults and into leaders when they graduate from high school. Um, I was talking with a teacher friend of mine at a different school recently, and she was just sharing about another teacher in her building um, who was a first year teacher and doesn't have any experience and just kept explaining story after story of just honestly, it felt like classroom management nightmares, right? We've all been there when you, you walk into your classroom and you're trying to get your students' attention and they just don't listen or you transition from going from your lecture to the activity and the kids just aren't listening or those transitions just aren't quick enough for your liking. And it leaves you defeated and frustrated and upset because things just aren't working. And so I've been doing some research, I've been doing some thinking, and I looked up the definition of classroom management. And it is the process teachers use to ensure that classroom lessons run smoothly without disruptive behavior from students compromising the delivery of instruction. And so when classroom management is done well, there are positive relationships with students, there is increased learning, and there is an improved classroom culture. And I found this really crazy statistic that I wanna share. It says almost 50% of teachers feel unprepared to manage their classroom. I mean, have you been in that 50% before? I will raise my hand so high, um, especially as a newer teacher. Um, I There was so many times that I just felt unprepared because I didn't know what to do. And I'm sure if you haven't been there, um, you know somebody that's been there and you feel for them and you want to help them. And so friend, there is absolutely good news for you. There is a way for you to feel confident and prepared in your classroom so that you can have those relationships so that your students can learn and so that your overall classroom and culture is improved. But I want to ask you this question first. What do you envision your classroom looking like? What does success look like in your classroom? 
when you think about these things, I want to remind you that you could have all of the tools and the strategies in the world, but ultimately it's it's what you want your classroom to look like. And you, friend, have the power and the control to build the classroom that you want to have the classroom management that works for your classroom. Because from class to class, from grade to grade, the students in your room are going to be different. And you might have a student for four years, but they're in they're in a classroom each year with a different group of kids. And so every year, every class, every grade, whatever fill in the blank is going to be different because the kids are different. And so what worked for you know, your first period class might look a little different for your fifth period class. And that's okay. And so I just want to share a few strategies with you today um, that can help kind of create a framework for you. And then you can fill in the blanks of what you want your classroom to look like. But I want you to keep in mind as you're, as you're listening to these things, what do you envision for your classroom? And then what does success look like in your classroom. And so the three things that I want to talk about is entering the classroom and then during the actual class time and then exiting the class. The first one that we're going to spend some time on is entering the classroom. So here's here's what I do in my classroom. I'm a middle school teacher. I teach grades five through eight. And I'll tell you that even, even within like fifth grade versus eighth grade, what I do is different because a fifth grader is very much so different from an eighth grader. So what I do every day is this thing called threshold. Um, This is a teaching strategy that is in the Teach Like a Champion book. If you haven't heard of that, I would recommend it. There's a lot of really quick, simple strategies that you can implement in your classroom. Um, Threshold though is a teaching strategy where the teacher meets the students at the door. And the benefit of this allows you to set the expectations before the students enter the classroom. This is something that I use every day. And one benefit that it has given me is increased student relationships. Um, When the kids come in my room, I'm able to do a quick mental check on each student. And so what that looks like before they come in the room is the students line up outside of my classroom, um, and then I I transition their brain to get ready. And I say, okay, we're going to go into the classroom when you're ready. And for me, that looks like for my middle schoolers that they have to be at a level zero, which is just silence, um, because that helps them transition the brain from being excited and loud and energetic to, okay, it's time to walk into Miss Crosby's room and we're going to be quiet. Um, but when they do line up every day, they have to give me a fist bump or a high five. And as they're walking in, I say, good morning to each student. Um, and I say, good morning, Kyle and good morning, Haley and good morning, Sarah. And that allows me to like quickly look at them. And you can tell, I mean, kids like to think and like to say that they don't share things with people, but they wear their feelings on their sleeves. And so you can see when a kid is excited, you can see when a kid is just so exhausted or something is off. And when you do that every day, you start to see those patterns. And I want to share a story here. There was one time that I specifically remember fist bumping students into my classroom. And one of my students did not look okay. Something 
looked so off compared to her normal. And so I just said, Hey, like, can you wait here on the side, like to the side and all, I want to chat with you for a second. And so I let the rest of the kids in, I keep fist bumping them in. And, um, usually sometimes when I do that too, with students, um, I like, you're not in trouble. I just like, I want to chat for a second. And so I pulled her aside and had a conversation with her. And after just asking just some questions of like, Hey, is everything okay? What's going on? Um, and a lot of times when I do that, students are like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, okay. Like I just, I noticed that you're off. Like something feels like something's going on. And so with this student particularly, like I could really tell, and I just kind of kept asking her questions. Um, and eventually it became very clear that she was having a really bad day and there was some really hard things going on. And I was able to encourage her in that. Um, and then also like she just, she needed a hug. And so I was able to give her that encouragement that she needed. And so what that does is those conversations is it gives you insight is yes, I can check in and I can pour into those students in that moment. But then also when they're in the classroom, I know that like on that day with that student, that, that day is not going to be a day that I, I push her and I, I, you know, make her actively engaged constantly throughout the whole class period, right? Because she's a human, she's having a bad day. Like, yes, do I expect her to do the work? Absolutely. But I'm not going to be pushing her beyond that. Um, and that is so important for your students to remember and see them as humans. And like, if a kid's having a bad day, then, then you know how to handle them and how to coach them and how to love them well within the classroom. Um, and then when you have students that are energetic on the other side of that, I'm like, Kyle has so much energy today. I am going to use that. I'm going to channel that for my lesson. And so you can, you can give jobs to Kyle and you can, um, you can really channel that energy in the direction that you want it to go so that he doesn't have those disruptive behaviors because you are calling on him to be a leader in the classroom and say, Kyle, can you pass out these papers? Or Kyle, can you help me set up this lab? Or um, Kyle, can you write, you be the note taker for us on the board or you draw the pictures on the board? Um, and that is that is so important and so helpful for me, just that simple threshold of coming in the door, doing that quick mental check and saying hi to every single student. And if that's something that resonates with you and you see it as important for your classroom culture, uh, please send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to chat more. Um, threshold is something that I've learned and it's it's super cool when you can like flesh it out in, a, in different ways. So if that's something that you want to learn more about, please send me a DM um, and I would love to chat with you about that. Now, our second thing is during class. And this is going to look different for every single grade, every single class, every single content area. But what procedures do you want to put in place so that your classroom runs smoothly? And so things to think about is how do you want your, your lesson time or your lecture time to go? Like, what do those discussions look like for you? For me, because I have large class sizes, I have up to 35 kids in my classes. And I thought at the beginning of teaching, like my teaching career, that I wanted um, 
to be that that relaxed teacher. And I kind of want the the conversation to be natural. And I want kids to just like share out and share their answers. And then I had like envisioned this just beautiful discussion. And I quickly realized that that is not going to work with 35 kids in a classroom because everybody wants to share or you have five kids that want to share and everybody's shouting out. And so I would quickly get frustrated. And so I pivoted and just a, a rule and expectation that I have in my classroom is if you want to talk, you raise your hand. And when I when I rolled that out for the first time and I continue to practice and remind my students um, that raising your hand is not me trying to be like the world's worst teacher or really mean or not fun, but explaining it to them of, hey, I want to hear from all of you. And so to do that so that you can hear, I can hear you and so that you can hear your peers, if you want to share, raise your hand and I would love to call on you. And that has been a game changer just because it keeps that discussion um, controlled and so that you can hear everybody's voice. And so when you pivot the next thing out of that quote unquote lecture time or the lesson time or the learning time, um, when the kids go into their activity or their worksheet or their project or whatever that looks like, I use this thing called exit directions. And that is something that I learned from Miss Hannah Wedger and it has saved my life. Like if there's one thing uh, that you implement tomorrow, first it would be threshold, but the second thing would be exit instruction or exit directions. And what that looks like for you is giving your students the independence they need to complete assignments. And the best part of this for you is when students are working, you get to be relaxed and you get to be calm because the students know exactly what they're supposed to do. And you won't, you won't sit there and like get really upset at a kid when they ask you, Hey, I'm finished. What do I do? Right? Picture this. I can see you. It's, it's a Wednesday in your classroom. It's the middle of the week. And on top of that, it is homecoming week and the kids are super energetic and loud and um, excited to be at school. And you just finished your lesson or your, your lecture portion of your lesson. And you go through the instructions on your exit direction slide. The kids know exactly materials they need. They know what they're supposed to be doing. They know what to do when they're finished and they know how much time they have to finish that. And you go over that and you send the kids off to do their worksheet. And the next 15 minutes, you are happy to be walking around the room. You're getting to have conversations with your students, asking them what they're looking forward to um, for the homecoming game on Friday. And you're just getting to build those relationships with your students. And not once did you get frustrated, not once were you stressed, and not once were you upset with a student. And that's the picture you want to see, isn't it? Now, our last thing is exiting the classroom. And you're like, what, Laura, like exiting the classroom. Why does there have to be something for exiting the classroom? And I will tell you what this does is it helps transition your students from your class period to the next class period. And a lot of times what I have found when I don't exit, have like a procedure in exiting my students, my classroom is a mess. There's chairs that aren't pushed in. And then it's just, it kind of feels chaotic. So then the next class comes in and they see the mess 
And then that's harder to transition them into my classroom for that period. And so what I do every day is usually at the end of the lesson or have like a couple minutes left, we do um, like it's on my exit instructions. Usually if I have them up for a specific activity, it's cleanup time. And so my students know that we do not leave my classroom until all of the supplies are put away. And then um, like their, their things are packed up where they need to be. Um, but then also before they leave that their chairs are pushed in. And that's just, it makes your life easier because you're not the one cleaning up after the students. You're teaching them to take initiative and teaching them that independence and that. And so all the students leave on my cue, not the bell. And obviously as a teacher, I have to do my best to like make that at the bell. I'm not holding them over for five minutes. Um, but what that looks like is when the bell rings, I say a quote and the kids do not leave their seat when the bell rings. They're staying at their seat when I'm giving that quote. Um, and this is just something as a signal for their brain and then helps them leave the classroom. And so that's something that you could implement um, for them. And it's been cool because uh, as, as I've done that, one, I don't have students lining up at the door, making even more stress on my brain. Um, but also like I say a quote every day and then I say like the cue word is peace and blessings. And it's so fun because the kids like I never told them or made them do it, but they say peace and blessings back as well. And so um, find a quote. Maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's just a quick phrase. Maybe it's all right. Have a great day, guys. Like whatever it is, pick something. And that helps them transition out of the classroom. And to wrap it up, friends. Um, Putting these procedures in place provides transition for your students before they enter the classroom. It gives consistency during class and then also um, helps set them up for success. Your students know exactly what to expect and they can trust you more because of it. There are no curveballs for your students. There are many classroom management strategies and techniques which you have options when developing your classroom procedures. And so what this means for you is you can find what works best for each of your classrooms. And the effective classroom management helps you reduce those incidents in your classroom, but also to encourage positive behaviors from your students, which I know is important to you. And so friend, um, it has been good sharing with you today. If any of this resonated with you, if any of this st stood out or you have any questions, um, send us a DM on Green and Growing Education on our Instagram page um, and let us know those things. And we would love to chat with you. And if you have questions, uh, we would love to answer those for you as well. And so I hope you guys have a great day today um, and keep going and making a difference in your classrooms. Bye bye.